What if I told you there's a realm of enjoyable prayer that you could tap into that'll move mountains faster than perhaps any other kind of prayer? I want to introduce you to Pastor Joy Parkman from our Awakening House of Prayer Birmingham campus, and she brings forth a tremendous teaching. She said it changed her life. I believe this teaching will change your life too. Listen in. Joy Parkman, Senior Leader of Awakening House of Prayer, Birmingham. And today I want to bring to you a teaching that has literally radically changed my life. The Lord spoke this to me about 22 years ago, but I have lived this, am living this, and there is fresh anointing, I believe, for this time that we're in. And the name of this teaching is The Dance of the Two Camps. And it's taken out of Song of Solomon. Chapter 6, 12 through 13, and it says this, Before I was even aware, my soul had made me as the chariots of my noble people. What would you see in the Shulamite, as it were, the dance of two camps? Well, the Hebrew word for two camps is Mahanaim, and it's first described in Genesis 32, 1 through 2. So Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. When Jacob saw them, he said, This is God's camp. And he called the name of the place Mahanaim. So Jacob had made a covenant with Laban. After fleeing from him with his two wives, children, and all his possessions, then immediately following this event, we read that as Jacob went on his way, the angels of God encountered him. We are not told what the angels spoke to him, but one word in this verse speaks volumes to me as to what may have happened. It's the word met, and that word in the Hebrew is paga. And paga means to make intercession, to encounter, to assail with urgent petitions. To make intercession, encounter, and assail with urgent petitions. So this encounter... As we read, encouraged Jacob to fulfill the will of God for his life and the lives of his people. For we read the following words that God had spoken to him earlier in Genesis 31, 3. And it said this, the Lord told him, return to the land of your fathers and to your family and I will be with you. Well, you know, he had a lot of fear because of Esau. And so for God to say this, he's saying, don't have fear, I'm going to be with you. So I believe the angels were sent to intercede on behalf of God's purposes, to strongly urge and petition Jacob to put away fear and face Esau and return to his homeland. Therefore, Mahanaim is a place where the destiny of Jacob and his people was determined. Okay, so the Hebrew word, just hold that right there of this intercession, of what God is about to do in your life, through your ministry, through your hubs, uh, through your intercessions and your worship. Because like we're going to learn the dance of the two camps. One of the camps is intercession. The next is worship. Listen to what this says. The Hebrew word for dance is mekalah, and it means dancing, token of joyousness after victory and in worship, the dance of the two camps, the worship, the joyous praise and worship after victory. So that's after warfare, 
after pressing through through intercession and worship, you have a dance going on. You have a dance here. And this is a dance of the Mahanaim, worship and intercession. So through this dance of worship and intercession, I believe we are stepping into a powerful and mighty ministry with Holy Spirit. He desires this. He desires us to understand how these two work together. How when you come into worship and intimacy with Jesus and how he gives you the strategies from heaven of warfare, of intercession, of making a difference and how we need that now more than ever. And this is going to be a mountain moving. Nothing shall be impossible. God's kingdom come. God's will be done. Mighty move of God. That's what we're contending for. So you know what happens as you dance the dance of worship and intercession? We become a chariot. Now listen, what Song of Solomon 6.12 says, right there at the beginning, before the dance of the two camps, it says, before I was even aware, my soul had made me as the chariots of my noble people. The Hebrew word for noble people is Ami Nadib. Now, Ami means my people. Nadib is a royal person, a true nobility, a prince with freedom and liberality. So we, the bride of Christ, are as the Ami um, Nadib in that we are now a royal priesthood, a holy nation. So listen, chariots were mobile platforms used in battle as well as vehicles for transporting royalty. The chariots of Ami Nadeb were noted for their beauty and swiftness. So as we dance this dance of worship and intercession, we become effective, mobile, swift platforms of warfare. Let me tell you that again. As we dance the dance of worship and intercession, they go together we become effective, mobile, swift platforms of warfare. Because look at what Psalm 68, 17 says. The chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of thousands. The Lord is among them as in Sinai in the holy place. So picture this. Thousands and thousands of people are hearing and becoming the voice of the Lord in the earth. Becoming chariots of worship and intercession, and God is among them. You are a part of this. All the hub leaders, our hubs, our houses of prayer, thousands and thousands of people are hearing this call from Holy Spirit and becoming these chariots that are swift platforms of worship and intercession and warfare. So God is among us. In First Chronicles 6, 54, Four through eighty-one. Okay, this all right. This is a side point. Okay, so just think about this. It's back up there. So we are chariots of worship and intercession, and God is among us. He is among us as we are doing this warring and worshiping and interceding and becoming intimate with Him as never before to hear His heart. But there is something about this Mahanaim that I didn't see really till last night when I was studying this. First Chronicles six. 54 through 81 is where the children of Israel gave cities with their common lands to the Levites. Each tribe gave some of their cities and the land to the Levites. And the Levites, we know, were the worshipers and the priests of the Lord. But Mahanaim 
is mentioned as being given from the tribe of Gad. This is so important for this message right here. Because the interesting facts about Gad in Genesis 49, 19, it says, Gad, a troop shall tramp upon him. That means he was going to come under some warfare. But he shall triumph at last. Gad would suffer an attack from the enemy, but in the end, there would be victory. Then Moses said in Deuteronomy 33, 20 through 21 in the NLT version, blessed is the one who enlarges Gad's territory. Gad is poised there like a lion to tear off an arm and a head. The people of Gad took the best land for themselves. A leader's share was assigned to them. When the leaders of the people were assembled, they carried out the Lord's justice and obeyed his regulations for Israel. That's major. Because Gad gave part of their land, which was Mahanaim, to the Levites. That is so major. This dance of the two camps. Here is Gad. He's a warrior. In fact, First Chronicles 5.18 says that there were 44,760 capable warriors in the armies of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. They were all skilled in combat and armed with shields, swords, and bows. Therefore, Gad is a mighty warrior. But Gad had Mahanaim in his territory. Come on now. He knew how to dance the dance of worship and intercession and warfare all together. In 1 Chronicles 12, 8 says, Some brave and experienced warriors from the tribe of Gad also defected to David while he was at the stronghold in the wilderness. They were expert with both shield and spear, as fierce as lions and swift as deers on the mountains. That ties this up with the worship, the intercession, the anointing of Gad to be skilled in combat, fierce as lions, swift as deer. Didn't we just read that we will become as chariots to the Lord, swift, mobile platforms of warfare and intercession? So I feel like this is such a revelation, such a prophetic word for us that as we continue to seek him with all of our hearts, spending time with him in intimacy and in his presence, in his word, becoming so one with him, as John 17 tells us, one with him as Jesus was one with the Father. And, and, and then Jesus says, and I give you the glory that the Father gave me, that you may be one as we are one. This is key for this time we're living in. So I pray that this has encouraged you to know, hey, you're making a difference, that you are dancing a dance. And some of you say, I've never been, been able to dance. Well, guess what? You can now because worship and intercession is a mighty dance under the anointing of God with the anointing of God upon us. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to give you praise for this revelation from your word. I thank you for every leader that is right here listening to this teaching, this exhortation, this encouragement. And that they would step in to this dance as never before, knowing they are making a difference. They're becoming swift, mobile platforms of warfare and intercession and worship. God, going into the battle with victory, though we may have battles like God did, he was victorious in the end. 
So, Father, encourage each one if they've been going through a warfare, and I believe we all have in certain areas. I thank you that we're going to have victory. We're going to triumph over the enemy as we come close to you and we hear your heart. Father, I ask for a fresh anointing. Holy Spirit, blow right now upon your people that's hearing this. Come into their homes, their cars, wherever they are, they're hearing this. And encourage them, empower them, strengthen them for the days ahead. Don't let them back up, God. We're not going to back up. You have no pleasure in anyone who's, who backs up, God. And we want to bring you pleasure. So we're not going to back up. We're going to press on. We're going to press towards the mark of the high calling of Christ. And, and, and your word says... We are what we are by the grace of God. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. So I ask for great grace to be released at this very moment. I ask for great strategies to come to how they're going to lead their hubs and their prayers. Don't, don't be discouraged. Continue to press in because God is with you. I pray, Father, you will bring warriors alongside with the same heart, mind, and vision. And that they will make a difference in their cities, their churches their homes, their regions, in the mighty name of Jesus. Across this world, we thank you for the mighty move of God, the awakening revival that we're experiencing even now. So, Father, we give you the praise in the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all for listening. I look forward to being with you again soon. I hope you enjoyed that teaching. I hope you'll join Pastor Joy at Awakening House of Prayer in Birmingham. If you're there, join the prayer movement, Awakening Prayer Hubs. We're looking for a thousand intercessors to raise up as prayer leaders. Check it out, awakeningprayerhubs.com. In 2007, the Holy Spirit woke me up in the middle of the night and told me he would bring a third great awakening to the nation. I believe we're going to see the greatest great awakening in the history of the world and it will spill over into the nations of the earth for the glory of God. I believe we'll see a movement greater than all previous moves that God put together. And I know it's predicated on prayer. The Awakening Prayer Hub's mission in any city is to draw a diverse group of intercessors who have one thing in common, to contend for the Lord's will in its city, state, and nation. Bishop Bill Hammond, Lou Engel, Cindy Jacobs, Mike Bickle, James Gall, Alveda King, and many others are standing with us. Will you start a hub or find a hub in your city at awakeningprayerhubs.com?